0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Robert was on Friday night with John Bartrud, who was in for me last week. And what did he say about this game, Jack? I think the Eagles have a chance. But I think if you play this game 100 times, the Vikings
2: win 62% of them.
1: Well, listen, I think back to the old, uh, what was the Little Giants movie? They only got to win one time. And they won this time. They are the NFC's champs. Robert Mays joins us. Robert, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I still feel like
2: that wasn't as bad as it could have been. I mean, 38% is not a terrible shot.
1: It's not. It's almost like when uh, I'm, I think a meteorologist here, you know, when they tell you, oh, there's a 60% chance of rain, and then it doesn't rain, and they get blasted for it. Well, yeah. they, they gave about a 40% chance it wouldn't rain.
2: I, I just think that, you know, it's one of those things where you watch that game, and, you know, I, I love this Eagles team coming into the season. I kind of said that I, I thought they had the best roster in the NFL, and it was about what Carson Wentz was going to be tough. Then when Wilkins becomes that, they were the best team in football. I, mean, I don't even think that's a controversial opinion. So if Nick Foles is going to be Carson Wentz, then that's the best team in football. I mean, I just think that you can definitely trace it. I just never expected that that was the ceiling of what Nick Foles could be on a single night.
1: Robert, I didn't either. I mean, I, we're, we're having fun here with that prediction, but I didn't either. I thought they would win a 17-16 game and it would go down that's to a exactly field That's exactly
2: how I felt about it. That was, I that was the game. Would hit yeah. Every time, and they had a chance to win ugly. But, you know, the credit goes to everybody. Not only to Nick Foles for making the plays, but to Peterson for having the faith in him to make them. I mean, I, that was the thing that struck me just about their approach was the fact that you clearly, in Doug Peterson's bones, he believed in Nick Foles. And I think that everybody thought off that. I think Nick Foles fed off that. I think the rest of the roster fed off that. I think the people at the link fed off that. And that's one of those things that coaches don't get enough credit for, is not only just game planning strategically, but game planning emotionally. And I think that showed up that entire game.
1: It's a great point. And it's interesting because I always bring up when the Eagles first got rid of Chip Kelly and brought in Doug Peterson, Robert, one of the phrases that the owner of the team, Jeff Lurie, used in his search for the next coach, he said he wanted one, that had emotional intelligence. And it was more of a a shot at Chip Kelly and his stoic demeanor. But really, when you think about what Doug Peterson is, the locker room loves him. The players really like him. Ex-quarterback, ex-player gets that side of it. And then the, um, the intelligence part, too, with the football acumen and believing in the players, he really has become an incredible coach here in a very short period of time. I always wanted to give him a chance. I didn't want to beat him up last year. I liked him as this year moved along. But not even I, a Peterson supporter, expected this. He's been incredible. He really has.
2: I mean, just everything that you said. I mean, not only just the culture that's been created, but the actual X's and O's acumen is is phenomenal. And also, you know what? It, it, It extends beyond Doug. And I think that when you think about how this Eagles team came to be, pointing to Howie Roseman is not a bad idea. Because as much as the emotional intelligence and kind of the hidden, intangible stuff that goes on with Peterson Matters, Think about what how he did in the winter of 2017. That first month after Chip got, or 2016, excuse me, in that first month after Chip got fired, signing Zach Ertz, signing Wayne Johnson, the contract they eventually gave to Fletcher Cox, getting Malcolm Jenkins back. That front office made such a conscious decision to say, "If you do well here, you will stay. We are building something here, on the heels of a regime that jettisoned." With Sean McCoy and Deshaun Jackson, who were two players that defined the previous era of Eagles football, and I just think the building of the locker room and who the franchise wanted to be from both Doug and the people in the front office—you're seeing that now. You're seeing every single way that it showed up.
1: It has over and over, and you mentioned that roster and Robert. I and you said it yourself to start this interview, but I remember listening to you on the uh, the Ringer NFL Show. This had to be before the season or right early in the season you mentioned how much you like the Eagles roster here the depth of it one through 53 and you know people say that we talk about it but it's amazing how this year it really had to show up the way they play defense with the way they rotate and then just with all the injuries they've had I don't think many teams could have overcome what they've overcome and be here in the Super Bowl it's a testament to just how many good football players they have 100 percent
2: and I think it's not only figuring out the right guys, but also kind of finding workarounds to get even more guys. I wrote this today, just kind of the lessons we've learned from the NFL season. And the first one I mentioned was just that I think that pick-for-player trades had become kind of an inefficiency in team building. Because if you look at the two teams in the Super Bowl, they're the ones that were the most active in those moves. So when you have the roster they had last season, right, it's a good group of players. You have Fletcher Cox, you have Lane Johnson, you have Jason Kelsey, you have Brandon Graham, Jordan Hicks, who is also another guy that got hurt. But just the safeties were good. There were areas they needed to hammer. It was wide receiver and corner. And they just flooded the market at those positions, but they did it in ways where you could get the right guys while also having players on second contracts. So the fact that they traded for Derby and didn't look into free agency for that, well, Derby makes $775,000. The fact that they gave Patrick Robinson that one-year deal, what they did with Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey—it's just everything—and even the Timmy Jernigan contract or the, the Timmy Jernigan trade—you know Benny Logan leaves in free agency. That's a hole in your roster now. Instead of going to free agency to do that and having to pay a veteran his market price, you get a guy on a rookie deal. And I just think that the amount of work and thought that went into how they were going to fill out the margins of this roster is absolutely remarkable. And I think that that's why Holly Rosen is the executive of the year and why he's winning awards for
1: it. Yeah, he's earned it. I mean, this the front office has been incredible. Joe Douglas with him there. the draft I mean, it's, it's been great, top to bottom. And Robert, now it culminates in a Super Bowl that we didn't see coming here when this season started. But I, I think everyone in this town just wishes they could flip that calendar to February 4th right now. Eagles-Patriots, I know you've already written about it. I'm sure you will more before kickoff on February 4th. What's your initial thought on the matchup? I think they've got a chance to, really, to win this football game.
2: I 100% agree. I think that there are elements of their roster that give it a huge advantage to New England. One, that New England offensive line can be taken advantage of by the right group of players. And I think that the Eagles have the right group of players. I mean, it's just really that simple. Uh, you look at what happened with Jacksonville, and the Jaguars did some damage earlier in that game, especially in the first half. And then New England goes tempo in the second half. And while Jacksonville is very talented, Jacksonville's not deep up front. They only have a few guys that can hurt you. And when those guys get tired, it's a problem. That's not true with the Eagles. <laughs> Velicek said it this week. He goes, it's not a front four. It's a front eight. And that's the issue, is that you can put in Chris Long in those right situations. If you can have any Curry in there, you know, if you can bring in Derek Barnett and pass rushdowns. That group can give them a lot of issues. And I also just think that strength-wise, Fletcher Cox against Joe Thune is a match that could change the game. So that's where an upset starts. And then I think if you go to the other side of the ball, the biggest thing that the Eagles do well in the run game is that their linemen are so mobile. You know, you think about Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks. They just move so well. And that's the opposite of how the Patriots linebackers play. This is a slow, unathletic group that can really be taken advantage of in both those run-pass option situations and in the running games. You're trying to, you know, do some pin and pull stuff. You're trying to run some screens, whatever. So I think that those are the two areas where the Eagles have the biggest advantages. One, the pass rush can really dominate this game, and two, can their offensive line and the way they move take advantage of a Patriots offense that just doesn't, or base Patriots defense that does not respond well to that? Robert, if they can do those things, they can win.
1: Robert, we'll end with this because I, I agree with you. And I, I think it's – I'm going to say something. I'm going I'm to throw something at you that I never thought that I'd ever say. And I think everyone listening never thought this would be a real thing that someone would actually say. I am fascinated by the matchup of Doug Peterson's offensive mind versus Bill Belichick's defensive mind. And when you look at it, and you kind of just touched on it, how do you think Doug – will approach this because his M.O. and it's been that way even since last year when they didn't really have the players. He is aggressive, as aggressive as any offensive coach in the NFL. And I think to what Belichick has done in the Super Bowls over the years, they keep everything in check. They try not to let you make a big play. They're going to make you, you know, throw the ball, or run the ball, 10, 12 play drives to beat you. I think Nick Foles could thrive if they could get a guy down the field and make a big throw, but I'm not sure Bill's going to let Doug do that. Inside that matchup, what do you see? What do you think it might look like?
2: I think that the Eagles are going to try to go horizontal, horizontal, horizontal over and over again until the shot is there. I don't think they're going to take a lot of them because I think there will be yards to be had by trying to take advantage of that defense sideline to sideline. And if you can start to gash them that way, and then you take a shot off play action, I think that's the move. Don't be too aggressive because they're they're going to try to take those plays away. But understand that in the right moments, you're going to have to do that. And that's exactly what happened against the Vikings. They weren't chucking it deep every single play, but they did it four or five times. And I think it's about finding the right situation to take those chances. And I guarantee you that if those situations present themselves, Doug is going to chuck it down the field.
1: Yeah, I agree. He will. I mean, he's done it all year. He loves to do it. Robert, really appreciate this. We'll be reading at the Ringer. uh, And it should be a fun week in Minneapolis next week. Thanks, bud. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. There he goes. Robert Mays of The Ringer, also The Ringer NFL show, knows his stuff. He was on the Eagles from the jump.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.